This episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is sponsored by the most awesome Nick B, Elizabeth, Mikey H, Anthony A, Matt N, Black Cat, Miss Tab, and the OT Gourmet Geek. To become a part of our amazing Patreon crew, please visit us on patreon.com slash Final Girls Horrorcast. You're listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Welcome back for the 88th episode of Final Girls Horrorcast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. And on today's episode, we'll find out what happens when mysterious boxes are left on our doorsteps. That's right. You guessed it. We're talking about 2009's The Box and The Gift from 2015. You know, those very popular movies that everyone's seen. <laughs> For you new listeners, we are a spoiler-heavy podcast, so continue at your own risk. The Gift is currently streaming on Netflix, and The Box was on HBO uh, up until a few days ago, so go ahead and hop in your time machine for that one, or rent it, whichever's cheaper. Uh, In either case, check them out before continuing with this episode if you are a spoiler-sensitive listener. But before we jump into these films, let's get started with a segment that we like to call... Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is Mandy with a September 14th release date. It's directed by Panos Cosmatos, who you may remember from Beyond the Black Rainbow. And it's also written by Panos Cosmatos and Aaron stewart On. The IMDb summary is Mandy is set in the primal wilderness of 1983, where Red Miller, a broken and haunted man, hunts an unhinged religious sect who slaughtered the love of his life. So this is kind of, I've seen this talked about quite a bit on the internet. Yeah, same. A couple people have tagged us in the trailer, which I assume means they want us to talk about it. So here we go. (laughs) Um, first thoughts on this trailer. I'm into it, <laughs> to be honest. It looks really cool. Um, I feel like the premise is a lot of Nicolas Cage movies f- of recent history where he's like avenging someone. Isn't that how it goes? I don't know. Maybe it's just that last one that I don't even remember what I'm talking about. Anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm into it. It looks cool. It looks weird. There's a tiger. I hate I'd it. See it. I hate it. I'm totally going to see it. I really hate it. I don't know what it is, but I really like when I watch this, I get angry because it seems so gimmicky to me and like mm-hmm. bullshit. I, I feel bad saying that. Let me preface it by saying it looks gorgeous. There's fantastic colors being used, which, as we know, I'm a fan of. Uh, the cinematography looks great. Um, no complaints there. Uh, the music in the trailer is something I would typically like. So that scares me a little bit because the plot seems very goofy. Uh, it seems very over the top as Nicolas Cage films tend to do. 
And we also have like, I don't know, this Rob Zombie-esque kind of acting all over the place. Uh, It just, it doesn't feel authentic to me. It feels like they're taking different things from different movies and kind of smushing them into one. I also hate when in trailers it says, you know, from the visionary director of, you know, it's like, it's like, no, don't let me decide if they're visionary or like this guy has done (laughs) one other movie. I think it takes a little bit more to get become uh, a visionary. And also it feels like he's calling himself a visionary, which really turns me off. I just, there's lots of little things here that aren't adding up to a number that I'm comfortable with, (laughs) I guess is the best way to say it. I get you. I get you. I don't know what it is specifically, but it's all those little things that are, are gnawing at me when I watch it. I like. I, I think, okay, maybe it's good, and, and maybe it will be great. And I, I love Nicolas Cage for the most part. Same. Um, I will see anything that he's in. It's got a surprisingly good score on uh, IMDb and Metascore. I just, I watch the trailer, and I'm like, I don't want to watch that. I don't know what, what it is. I don't know what it is, honestly. I really want to watch it. <laughs> I'm sure I will. I'm sure it will happen. But there's something about it that's it's just not hitting me right. It might just not be for me. And that's okay. Totally. I just think, I don't know. It's hard to, to really be that passionate about how much I don't like it based on a trailer. And maybe I just really don't like the trailer. Maybe the movie's great. <laughs> I don't like the trailer. You'll have to see in September. Fuck. All right. (laughs) Guess. Anything else to say about Nick Cage and this trailer? I mean, I have a lot to say, but I think that's enough. (laughs) Fair enough. Are you ready to jump into the the first movie film that we've got? I am. So we are. Coffee. I'm excited about it. She's so excited. (laughs) I'm just going to keep interrupting you every time you try to start. Do it. Okay. This episode will be two hours long. Um. Okay, so we are talking about yes! 2009's so The Box. so excited about it. Amy can't wait. Sorry. It is directed by <laughs> Richard <laughs> Kelly. I'm not that excited. And uh, written by Richard Kelly uh, and based on the short story Button Button by Richard Matheson. Uh, so our IMDb summary is... A small wooden box arrives on the doorstep of a married couple who know that opening it will grant them a million dollars and kill someone they don't know. So, this was my first time watching this movie. Same. I I've, I know the poster very well. I remember when it came out. I remember the trailers for it. And I remember thinking, that looks really good. And then I heard a lot of bad things about it. And I never saw it. And then the next movie we're going to be discussing came out. And I confused those movies all the time. Because to me, they seem the same <laughs> just by the trailers. But they're very different <laughs> movies. Yeah. With a very similar beginning, but otherwise very different movies. Um. I don't know. What do you, what did you think of this one? I was not into it. No, none of it. Zero I hated it. I hated their stupid accents. I didn't know Agreed. why that had to be a thing. Agreed. I knew um, I was like Carly, if I if I'm distracted by uh, the accents, Carly hates this. It <laughs> drove me fucking crazy. And I was just like the first like I was like, "Oh no." Cuz James Marsden's isn't that bad. No. I feel like I could have his was fine, but Cameron Diaz, I was like nobody should give that girl a southern accent. 
it drove me and she really went in and out of it quite a few times i know it was so distracting yeah i mean even i noticed it and i don't usually care (laughs) yeah no it like drove me crazy and i was like i don't know if i can do this Okay. Um, accents aside, because I yeah. agree that is quite awful. And also, Carmen Diaz's uh, acting sometimes was great and sometimes was awful. It was not consistent. Yeah. Um, it seemed like overacting to me, but in a really subtle way. I don't know how to explain it, but it was just like I don't know. It was. There weird. were times when I felt I, like she I, was overacting, and then there were times when yeah. I felt like that was actually good. Like I, I like Cameron Diaz in general. I think Same. she's great. Uh, this is not a role I would have ever casted her in. No, it's a strange role not, for her. Yeah, which was weird because like everybody else seemed to like. I really like. I liked James Marsden in it. The kid mm-hmm. was fine. Yeah. Everything else, like I was totally fine with, but she was just really out of place. It felt. Yeah, it didn't feel right to me either. Um, yeah. And again, sometimes she felt fine, but some when she stuck out, she really stuck out, and it was yeah. difficult to get over. So that I agree with. Uh, but but besides the acting, uh, the story. I just wasn't into this. I mean, I feel like it. The story is fine, and then it goes into this weird. I didn't really like where it went. With like, I don't know. I don't know. Like there was, it, I I because I'm thinking about the premise now, like. With the whole, like, the guy that was, like, burned and then he was dead and now he's back and he can, like, go into all these other people and, like, see whatever they're doing. Whatever. That's fine. It's, like, a weird, really long Twilight, like, episode of Twilight Zone, kind of. Yeah. But, like, something about it just did not connect with me. I was never, like, in it, I guess. So, just to... to kind of go into what you're saying a little bit and in case the listeners at home haven't seen this film um their time machines were broken perhaps <laughs> we feel bad this was this was <laughs> streaming when we picked it and then they took it off two days later carly got a chance literally to watch it i watched HBO, it when it was streaming and then amy missed it <laughs> and i missed it i had to buy it i had to rent it and i'm okay with it i actually kind of like this movie um but not without exceptions again, but but mm-hmm. I did like some of it. So um, basically, there's this woman who receives a box at her doorstep. It has a button in it that is locked, so you can't press the button. Finds out this guy who was has half a face um, comes to the door and explains if you push the button, someone you don't know will die. Um, but you will get a million dollars. And this takes place in the 70s. So... Uh, it's about six to seven million dollars today, um, which is a lot of money. I and mean, you can do a lot with seven million dollars today. Um, For sure. So anyway, tax free, too. <laughs> I love how he added that in tax free uh, <laughs> <laughs> like it's a game show or something. Um, so long story short, uh, you press the button, someone dies and you get a million dollars. So they end up pressing the button and then. And then it becomes a different movie. Okay. It's basically three different movies tied together. It's kind totally. of how I feel about it. There's a beginning, a middle, and an end, and they're very separate. They're very they look different, they feel different. Um but I think most of it works. I think they probably would have uh this would have been more successful if it was about twenty minutes shorter. I think there was 
a couple things they could have cut out completely and it wouldn't have really negatively affected the film at all. If anything, I it would have agree with it. that. And especially the whole like water portal thing that was not necessary at all. Um, I thought that just took a lot away from it. Um, there's also like a weird and, and this is in the short story as well. So I don't necessarily want to place this on the writer of the screenplay. Um, but there's like a weird anti-female uh, vibe in this film where like women are basically ruining all these men's lives yeah the women are always pushing the button <laughs> the women are always pushing the button and the men are always against it and i am not a fan of that i don't know why that was needed or necessary i, I mean, don't we- feel like that's necessarily accurate too i feel like i know this might ruin our social media question later but i feel like i wouldn't push the button whereas like my boyfriend might i don't know <laughs> you know yeah like i i don't really it's in the short story too where it's very much like women are are flighty and just thinking uh you know about the reward and men are trying to think it through all the way uh which okay uh but it's it's like you see three people do it and it's three women doing it and the yeah. men are all fucked out fucked fucked over because of it uh it's just it's just uh interesting um which it's fine. We can have a movie like that, right? That can be that can exist. Uh, but you know, I don't necessarily love that. <laughs> yeah, me either. Um, they could especially just, because they do make it a point. They could have easily made one of the people pushing the button a dude. Like you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like even at the end, like the last person, it didn't have to be a woman again. Um, I. I really liked where it went. I liked how it it kind of pushed me one way and then led me another. Um, And I liked where it ended. But the middle part was a little weird to me. Like, I think they could have cut the middle part down a little bit. Um, Again, it really feels like three stories that are connected. Because we have the first part of the story, which is they have this box. Do they push the button? Where did this box come from? How does it exist? The middle part of the film, you kind of figure out... Uh, that the guy behind it all and, and what happened to him and how this is mm-hmm. kind of an otherworldly thing. And at the end, you find out something completely different, that it's not necessarily otherworldly. You start to think it's more of like a religious thing, like it's a God thing, that this yeah, is like purgatory. Yeah, like people. This yeah, is, yeah, yeah. That the earth is actually purgatory and what decision you make in this scenario decides your time's up, time to make a decision mm-hmm. um and it decides if you go to heaven or hell um which i like i like that i like i like that idea too i like the whole idea of it i think that uh the casting wasn't great and i think that some of the dialogue was a little weird and i think they added a little too much to the actual story i think it could have they could have cut some of the craziness out I don't think I it agree. was necessary. I got really um, distracted in the middle when you have everybody saying, you know, don't trust your husband, don't trust this person. And like they're trying to kind of like figure everything out and she's kind of on her own and he's kind of on her own and everybody's very separate. I don't know why, but that like it it really took me it, it took me out of it a little bit. There's Did you like the whole invasion of the body snatchers feel? I I. I did. I did. 
Because then, it, it very it much turns direction. into Invasion of the Body Snatchers for about 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's probably, you're right. I think, um, like, talking over it, that's probably where I, like, wasn't a huge fan of this movie is because mm-hmm. it didn't feel, it felt a little discombobulated to me. It there didn't wasn't feel, like, yeah. It felt out yeah. of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. There wasn't, like, a really good flow. We jump from idea to, to idea, and then we end up in this place that, is like totally different from where we started in. So I was kind of like, okay, that was a weird movie. But I like the ideas a lot. I, I I think that the story is really cool. I think the story is very cool. I think it's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. And um, I really think it's worth watching. I would totally recommend people to watch it. Um, I would watch it again. I think my husband would actually really like this film. Um but yeah, there are some distracting things and there is a couple times when you're like, wait, what the fuck? Why? Why? <laughs> you know, or what movie am I watching? This isn't the movie I thought I was watching. Now I'm watching this other movie. But totally. I think if you, if you went in knowing those things, you could probably really enjoy it. Um, you're probably right. And I actually almost thought about watching it again. But then obviously it was not there. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I would totally watch this again. And I, I went ahead and I read the short story this morning because it, it is very short and you can find it online. Um, it's called Button Button. Um, and it's, it's very much like this. The ending is different. Um, fast forward like three minutes if you don't want to know the ending to the short story and you want to read it. Um, but the, 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 the change in the, in the short story is that Nora, um, is that her name? I think it's her name. Yeah, I think so too. Norma, Norma. Norma. Norma pushes the button without her husband knowing and then her husband gets hit by a train and the and then she gets a $50,000 like the 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 cash amount was $50,000 on a million. Um at the payout is $50,000 for his insurance, like his life insurance. So that's how oh. it worked out for her like her husband died and then she got the life insurance and then it's like jokes on you, you killed your husband. Um and her husband's like super against her pushing the button and she does it anyway. Um that ending is interesting because then she calls the guy calls her and and that gave her the the box and she and she's like you said it would be someone i don't know and she's like you didn't really know your husband you know it's like (laughs) it's like kind of ridiculous i'm glad they didn't i like how they kind of played with that idea in the movie um but they didn't go that route like they still covered that then you know it was still like what if you do you do we really know each other do you what does knowing someone really mean do you know the neighbors or do you just know their names you know do you know me do you know our son you know because that's i mean that's true how many parents really know they're like 13 year old children you know that's like a crazy time (laughs) oh yeah totally nobody so like i like how they played with those ideas but then ultimately it didn't matter um but it was kind of a reference back to the story. They also made a Twilight Zone episode out of this, but it was like the weird 80s Twilight Zone, not the original Twilight Zone. Oh, like the reboot? Yeah, because I was totally thinking the whole time, like, this is a Twilight Zone movie. Yeah, it's very similar to... And when I heard that, I was like, okay, that makes that makes total sense. Um, but it's from the 1986 reboot, not the original series. Um but I just thought that was interesting. I recommend reading the short story if you like the movie or if you're interested in read, watching the movie, read the short story first. It's um, it's not great. It's not very well written, but it's it's interesting if you watch the movie, I think. Uh, apparently, it originally was uh, posted uh, in uh, Playboy. So that's fun. 
Also, this movie got fact. an F cinema score, which I don't think it deserved that. It doesn't deserve an F because the ideas are definitely there. No, it's it's and it's I was into it the whole time. I just think it was a little long. There were a couple times when I was like, oh, my God, how much could possibly be left at this point? And then there's still like 40 minutes left. I'm like, how? How is there 40 yeah. minutes left? Um, I, I think it it could just be better with a little bit of editing, really, and and a recasting of poor Miss Cameron Diaz, who, again, I really love. I just do not like her in this role. This role is just not for her. Some of that foot stuff could have been cut out, too. I don't think that the movie deserves an F score for sure, because the ideas are there. It's just maybe the execution was a little shaky. Um, but this is definitely not the worst movie. In fact, I really enjoy when we do movies like this because it like gives us a lot to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I I could talk probably quite a bit about this movie. I don't want to give too much away, especially because it's like, I don't know, not streaming anymore. <laughs> I feel a little bit bad about that. <laughs> um, if it makes you feel any better, I had to rent it. So there you go. Uh, I... I like I like the little nods it had. I like how the the portal was at the Galaxy Motel, which is just you know cute and clever. Um, the nosebleed thing is is you know you see it a lot, but it worked. It was a good identifier for when people were having their minds kind of run by our head honcho. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there was a lot of interesting things happening. I love the the teaching scenes of Cameron Diaz. I like when she's teaching the class and. Oh, and that asshole kid. That asshole kid is terrible. But I really like, um, I, someone was talking about it online that they, and I think they were referencing Hereditary at the time, that how they love how in horror movies, especially whatever the class is learning about in, you know, usually it's like a literature class, uh, whatever the class is learning about in literature class tends to um help the story along um and that's really that happens here where she's kind of discussing hell and how hell is other people seeing you for who you are um i love that because that's really the the basis of a lot of the story is you know showing your true colors i mean if you're pushing that button you have a dark side right you are putting yourself before other people yes Um, you're more important than strangers and so uh, other people knowing that about you yes that would be hell it's just it's interesting it's interesting I, i liked it i thought there was a lot of good here and the good outweighs the bad enough that i recommend watching it and i would like to watch it again i would watch it again and then i would say if i would recommend i mean i guess i'd recommend it anyway just because it's a good story I just I liked the cyclical part of it, too, especially at the end, because the kid is locked in the bathroom and it's all wet. And it really uh, makes sense why the little girl was in the bathroom and she was all wet. Mm -hmm. And just like how there's, you know, it ties it ties everything together. I really don't have any questions at the end of this. I just think that there's excessive storylines, side side plots and and things that were unnecessary that maybe slowed the film's progression a little bit. Uh, But again, I mean, that's all I have to say, really. Yeah. All right. Same. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Are we ready to move on then? Let's move on. Let's do it. Okay. So let me just double check. I don't have any more other things. I think that's about it Um, in terms of my my uh trivia although there was an interesting trivia that that um the director richard kelly his uh the norma and arthur he modeled them after his own parents his mother uh had a 
a foot issue after an x-ray mishap and his father worked at nasa and i like crazy and how his father uh you know helped design the the viking mars lander so like it it you know that's kind of where he got that idea and i liked how they kind of tied that into the story um the characters were really well-rounded i did like that I i had a good sense for my characters um and who they were i liked how um the dad character was was well-rounded and and sometimes they're like he's pretty secondary um but we still get a good sense for who he is and his i really liked the dad character yeah i liked him a lot too okay all right i'm ready i'm done that's the last thing i had to say (laughs) so let's move on to the gift from 2015 it's written and directed by joel edgerton uh, it's his first full-length feature, uh, directorial feature, and he also plays Gordo in the film. Um, the IMDb summary is, um, young married couple's lives are thrown into harrowing ta- tailspin when an acquaintance from a husband's past brings mysterious gifts and a horrifying secret to light after more than 20 years. Dun, wow. dun, dun. I, Pretty accurate. Have you seen this one before? Yeah, I saw it in theaters. Oh, okay. I... I always confuse the two movies. I don't know why. I think their 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 posters look kind of similar. It just I don't know. They always remind me of each other. I always thought this movie was old, and thinking that it's only like three years old is strange to me. Because then I think it's the box, and I get confused. Yeah, I remember seeing it. In the, I haven't seen it since. I saw it in theaters, and I remembered really liking it. I liked it again, but <laughs> I liked it less the second time I saw it. Um, I did too. Um, because I really just this is the first movie or thing that I feel like I've I've seen um, Jason Bateman in where I really just hated his character. Like I hated his character. He was I mean, just a terrible to, though, human. Right? I mean, yeah, you just totally. want to always like Jason Bateman, so it hurts you a little bit. It does. Yes, yeah, that's I, exactly I understand it. that. He's a very lovable person usually in movies, and when he's mm-hmm. not, it's kind of like, oh. I felt just uncomfortable, <laughs> and I was, like, trying to find the redeeming things, and I was like, nope, you're just the worst. Yeah, he gets worse and worse as the mm-hmm. movie progresses. Um, I, get, I think the character development is, is really good in this. I think the writing is really good. Um, like, bravo to Joel Edgerton, who wrote and directed and produced this film and and acted in it. I mean, he had a mm-hmm. major role. Um, I mean, that's that's some talent i think he did a great job i i think some of the story at the end falls off a little for me um the more i think about it the less i like it when i first saw it i was like holy shit that's twisted yeah Uh, it's a very twisted ending and now i'm kind of like but i mean that's easily solved like all of this is easily solved (laughs) with like genetic testing (laughs) True. I mean, I was thinking that too, but I was also like, the wife's probably just going to be like, you're fucking crazy. Get away from me. So quick spoilers, uh, just in case you don't know what we're talking about. Uh, if you don't want this kind of spoiler, uh, you shouldn't be listening to our show, but I'm, you know, fast forward a little bit and it'll probably be fine. Uh, so the couple meet this guy, finds out that the husband and this guy, Gordo, uh, knew each other in high school and... um that um, Jason Bateman's character was kind of a bully in high school. He um, 
basically told everyone that Gordo was molested by a man and that he's gay, which I don't know how those are related, but I guess it was like the 80s or something. So, okay. Um, And then his father tried to kill him. And there's like all these things where he basically ruined Gordo's life by creating a rumor and not not clearing it up later. Um, So basically... Gordo is now getting back at him and the way he ends up getting back at him is he makes Jason Bateman's character think that he raped his wife and got her pregnant. Like that's the ending of the movie. (laughs) Just so incredibly twisted. But like that's so. And he basically leaves him without a job, without his marriage and thinking that maybe he is not the father of his son. Sure. Um, which is messed up in theory, but then the more you think about it, the more it kind of falls apart. Like, how does Gordo know if she's, like, ready to be impregnated? Like, is where she is in her cycle? <laughs> I don't think he raped her. Uh, I don't think he did either. No. But it's... I really... Th- it was just for, like... Because I think he likes her to a point yeah. until she says, like, he's disgusting, which is... It makes me feel really sad when she does that. I never thought that she meant it to be like he like Gordo's disgusting. I thought it was like her husband doing what he's doing to her is disgusting. Right. That's how I would be. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I'd be like, you're fucking gross. But I would say you're I guess she did say you're disgusting, but maybe she meant the husband and not Gordo. And that does make it feel a little bit better. Um, that's kind of how I always interpreted it. Yeah, I guess I could. She likes him. Yeah, I think she does to a point. I think she's also scared of him and rightfully so because he is a little creepy. I love how Joel Edgerton, uh, dyed his hair kind of a reddish color because it (laughs) made, because he thought it made him look like creepier and like less, less comfortable, less comforting. (laughs) Um, I agree with that. I think with brown hair, he probably would have looked way normal. I think like the goatee and the hair just in the earring. For some reason, I get like super skeeved out when I look at him. Yeah, no, he he's definitely a creepy looking dude. But he's also one of those people that like, I feel like I would be very similar to like how the wife was where I'd be like, well, like, maybe he's just like really socially awkward. And he just doesn't know how to interact. And like, you know, like you're making those kind of he's fine especially when the husband's so like aggressive towards him i guess yeah he becomes creepier and creepier but the husband also becomes more and more aggressive and Mm -hmm. horrible uh you know his his true colors start to show uh as he's being forced to deal with this scenario but it's like both of the men in this movie are horrible Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're both terrible um and the only real person I, I, I mean, other than the wife, is I like the neighbor as well. Everyone else is pretty awful. Um, so awful. Like when they're sitting and they're at, like at the dinner party and they're like just shit talking. It's like what yeah. terrible, terrible people. I don't know if I really noticed that the f- like as much the first time around. But like this time when I was watching it, I was like, I hate everybody. <laughs> like. They're all just really awful. I think, I mean, I think if I was at a dinner party and my host was telling me this really uncomfortable story about this guy that keeps coming around the house, that I I might agree with them if it's someone that I trust or, you know, um, Mm -hmm. I feel like they're dealing with this actual issue. Um, But then if the wife was saying they're nice, maybe I'd be like, oh, okay, well, maybe the husband's exaggerating or or something. I don't know. Yeah. 
I don't know. I'm I'm somewhere in between the two characters. Like, I don't think I would be as nice as her. I don't want strangers in my house. I don't care if you knew my husband like 20 years ago. That's to me, you're still a stranger. Oh, um, yeah. No, I wouldn't invite when he's like, oh, I really like the architecture. And she's like, oh, well, why don't you come check it out? I would not do that. Or I would leave my dog out. Years. <laughs> But you like, you notice that he keeps coming by and becoming more and more comfortable around the dog and the dog's more and more comfortable around him, mm-hmm. which leads me to believe he did take the dog. I don't know. I 100% think that he took the dog. Yeah. I mean, we never really know if he took the dog or not, but. And I think that he killed the fish. Oh, he totally killed the fish. There's no way he didn't kill the fish. <laughs> I well, don't know. I agree. 100%. Yeah. Um. I don't know. The first time I watched this, I was just so struck by the ending that I was like kind of shocked into liking it. And then this time I'm just kind of, I don't know. To me, it has, the end is is not quite there um, after the initial shock is, is yeah. gone for me. It definitely doesn't have the same effect the second time around. Yeah. It's really more, I feel like the second time around, it was more like, and I, it's, I mean, obviously this movie came out, what you said, like three years ago. Yeah. So it's been a while since I watched it, but it's like, it still didn't connect with me even three, like watching it three years later. Yeah. Well, in the alternate ending, uh, apparently Gordo reveals uh, that he did not rape Robin, um, but he lets Simon believe that he did, um, which I don't think is that much different than the current ending, other than the fact that I guess we technically don't know if Gordo did or not. But I mean, you kind the way he says it, you kind of figure like he didn't do that. Yeah, I never believed that he did. Um, just because I, his vendetta isn't with her; it's with yeah. him. Yeah, he doesn't exactly. want to hurt her, right? And I don't, I don't think that he would have. Um, I feel like Jason Bateman's character is fucked up enough that he would believe that this guy would do something because he's so self-serving and he's so into his world and like he's like the sun in his eyes that yeah. I feel like he would honestly believe that Gordo would do that to hurt him. Yeah. I don't know. And yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree with you. I think the shock of it helps end the film and then otherwise it's like, I don't know. I don't yeah. think so. But I think the first time I watched it, I did think Gordo did it, or at least I initially thought he did it. And then maybe towards the end, I didn't think so much that anymore. Um, And then there's a weird um, usual suspects uh, ending (laughs) where he like walks away and like takes off all the bandages and stuff. Yeah, I thought that was really weird, too. I was like, that's unnecessary. Yeah. I was like, why? I mean, he got beat up sort of why did he need the whole like well to get sympathy out of robin i think was the point but it's still like i don't know i think it was unnecessary i think so too (laughs) i think the bruise probably would have been fine like having thus arm in a sling and then being like i don't actually need this sling yeah isn't that a surprise in the garbage no it doesn't (laughs) have the same effect as it did in the usual suspects (laughs) no no it did not so apparently this is this okay so i read this on imdb and then i immediately thought of you and got crazy crazed so here we go the the original okay so there's a part in this film where jason bateman is emptying two bottles of heineken in the uh in the sink 
And then he grabs a bottle of Pabst Blue Ribbon and opens that. And the IMDb is saying it's a reference to Blue Velvet, in which Dennis Hopper says, Heineken, fuck that shit, Pabst Blue Ribbon. But Carly, isn't that from Friday the 13th remake also? Totally. Pabst American Blue Ribbon, my friend. Damn it. (laughs) I don't think I've seen Blue Velvet enough times to have caught that when we did Friday the 13th remake. Me either, actually. That's <laughs> but it's funny that it took this film and reading this film's uh, trivia to to notice not only does it have Blue Velvet have a connection to this film, but also to Friday the 13th remake. Thank you very much. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Would watch Friday the 13th again. <laughs> well, we should watch it again just so we can do another episode on it and then discuss how they took how, that from Blue Velvet. How they took it from Blue Velvet. Yeah. It's a nod. Very important. <laughs> Very important thing we missed. We must redo the entire episode now because of it. It's true. I'm in. Let's do it. We'll slate it for next week. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I don't know. I I, I liked it. I'm I'm not going to watch it again. I think it's interesting how I feel. I liked this movie so much the first time and I don't like want to watch it again now after watching it a second time. But the box, I totally want to watch again. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely more... I will watch the box before I will watch the gift again. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess that's it. Do you, that's do you have anything else you want to add? Okay. Well, then let's, let's move on to our next segment. What's our next segment, Carly? Social media question of the week. Oh, shit. Okay. I'm going to keep tally on this one. Go ahead and answer, ask our question. A man approaches you with a button. If you push the button, someone you don't know will die, but you will get $6 million in cash. Do you push the button? Do you like how I adjusted the question so that uh, with inflation? You made it more relevant. Yeah. I, <laughs> I actually Googled what the uh, what the inflation rate was from the 70s to now. There we go. I appreciate okay. that. I'm going to keep tally so we can find out how terrible or awesome our listeners are. Okay. So on Twitter, we have at Boss Captain Ross, who says, is there a limit on how many times I can press this button? I'm going to mark that as a yes. I think so, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> at MJ Hogan 29 says, couldn't do it. That would weigh on me every day, no matter the amount. I just don't have murder in me. Got it. Carly, interesting question. Do you consider pushing a button knowing someone's going to die murder? Yes. Okay. Continue. <laughs> At Finn Horror says, nope, but I'll defend everyone's murder charges for $2 million each. Gotta play the long game. Okay. At Finn313 says, no, perhaps. I suppose it depends on if I can choose the person that I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that's, that's how a lot of uh, a lot of people would be. Yeah, I mean, if, if you, you choose don't the person. know them, then that doesn't, you can't choose them. That's not how it works. I'm going to put no, because you can't choose them. Okay. At Matt Norcia, Norcia, Nor, how do you say that? MT. I don't know. Cool. However well, you, you know. want to. You know you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hell yes, I push it. Fuck other people. They're the worst. That's true. <laughs> it is true. On Instagram, we have Steffi's Tin K Pot. It's Stephanie Stinkpot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like when you I did can though. read good. <laughs> it does, maybe Steph- it does say Steffi Stinkpot. Let's it go does with say Steffi, Steffi Stinkpot. Stinkpot. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Steffi Stinkpot says, 
No. Okay. Trey underscore 4.2.0 says, sure, I'd rather pay the bills, get food, and help my parents out with payments than some fuck I don't even know. People die every day anyway, so it's not really a big deal to me. Murder's not a big deal. (laughs) Debt Noise says, everyone dies, dot, dot, dot. Okay, so again, murder's not a big deal to some people. Continue. (laughs) Kung Fu Dracula says, if I push it twice, do I get 12 million? I'm going to mark that as a yes. (laughs) (laughs) Liquid Snake 31 says, I hit the bottom so hard it breaks. Okay. That's a firm yes. That's a firm yes. I'm going to take Beer that as a firm yes. <laughs> it's a firm yes. On Instagram, we have a lot of yeses. Beerwench73 says, if that's someone I don't know is a pedophile, then hell yes. Gimme. Uh, I'm going to say no with that one because we don't know that they're a pedophile. That's true. Okay. Uh, the, chi- the chic Lolita says no. Good job with that, Carly. That's hard to read. Thank you. <laughs> I took my time. <laughs> Uh, Horror Guy 30 says, where's my button? Okay, I'm going to say that that's a yes. <laughs> that's a yes. On Facebook, we have Brent S. who says, people I don't know are dying all over the place already for free. It'd be fiscally irresponsible of me not to go ahead and push it. Okay, again, murder is not the same as people dying on their own. <laughs> but okay, Mark and Daz, yes. <laughs> Don R. says no because the next person who does it is going to kill me that's the way these things work my life is worth more than any temporary amount of money but even if it wouldn't kill me next still wouldn't do it unless it was someone like Gary Ridgway lol I like how Don did her homework appreciate she did. that Don good job <laughs> <laughs> Tommy B. says repeatedly I'm a terrible person <laughs> but it'd be nice not to be broke and I don't know him so <laughs> going for I it like his preface yeah Fred B says, fuck yeah, I'm push- I'm pressing that button faster than a meth head in a slot machine. <laughs> Not surprised by that. Continue. <laughs> Rachel says, gladly. Okay. Shannon says, I see I'm in the minority. Nope. Being broke sucks, but you could be taking a child's only parent, a parent's desperate attempt for a child, a person's only friend. You could also be removing a super shitty person from the world. Oh, man. How about maybe? <laughs> oh, Shannon. Poor Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> so you already said you're going to be a no in this one. I said no. I have too much anxiety if I like forget to say thank you when someone holds a door open for me or something. So like I think and replay those moments over and over in my head yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah. So like I would it would kill me. <laughs> Here's the thing. I think it would kill me either way. Right. Because I would be I think for the rest of my life because I wouldn't know. If I said no, you don't find out what happens. You just don't get a chance again and it's over and you move on to the next person. I don't know. The curiosity might kill me. But then if I do push it, then the guilt would likely kill me. I prefer the curiosity over the guilt. Yeah. That's yeah, just but then you're going to be like like those old men in those movies where you're like, I could have been... But it just killed someone. (laughs) (laughs) I could have been rich beyond my wildest dreams. I don't know. I like to think I wouldn't push it. I like. I'd like to think I wouldn't push it. (laughs) I don't know if I would or not. I would probably be heavily influenced by my husband if he was allowed to help me make a decision. And I don't know. Yeah, he can, right? Yeah, and I don't know what he would do. Although I don't know that I really. I mean, of course, I'd like to have more money, but. I'm lucky enough to be okay 
You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. financially okay. And I don't know that I really would need more money. Maybe, if, I mean, I'm sure if I was broke, like, and I, I was really having trouble, like, feeding my family and things like that, then I probably would take it because it'd be like a more of a me or them kind of scenario. You know, like, if right. you feel like you really need that money to survive, but I don't know that I would need it to survive. So I probably would hit, 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 say no on that one. I don't know what happened with my mouth. It just stopped connecting to my brain it was for like, a second. It was like, stop talking. Amy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should listen to my brain more often. <laughs> it's like we're shutting this down. Jabberbox. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Amy. No one cares. That's what my brain said. Brain had total control over my body for a second. Oh, that's so funny. Isn't that how it's supposed to be, though? I guess. I don't know. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it works. Okay. Um, so that's it. I mean, according to our tally and taking into account our responses, um, the yes is one, but not by a lot. I'd also like to say we had a lot of um, GIF answers with people just furiously pushing buttons. So <laughs> that's amazing. I, that I, so I, I feel like yes, maybe was. I the... think yes was overwhelmingly the answer, but I'm still happy that we got quite a few no's. Um, yeah, you guys are terrible people, but I love, I love you. you so much. I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, my terrible friends with black hearts. You're terrible lovelies. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, so we were uh, just to preface. Uh, we were on a t- we were on another podcast most recently. Most recently. Most recently, and it's airing on Friday. Nightmare cool. Junkhead. Nightmare Junkhead, guys. Check it out. We had so much fun. We watched Afraid of the Dark or Alone in the Dark. Not Alone in the, the Dark. dark. Yeah. Afraid I of the Dark is not it, a thing. So yeah. it's fine. Yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> we watched Alone in the Dark with those dudes and they're super fun and we had a great time. And be sure to check that episode out. Be sure to check that yeah. out. They're good guys. They are good guys. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. We'll have them on eventually after everything stops being nuts. It's true. The summer's crazy. It's just like, ugh. I just want to be outside all the time. I know. I know. But then I also have to work. But then I also want to be outside. So it's very confusing for my body. And I think I've mentioned this already, but we will be taking a short break in August for probably a week or two. I don't know if it'll be one or two weeks Amy's going to Iceland. I'm going to Iceland, bitches. And I'm jelly. Getting out of here. Okay. I think we already mentioned that, so I won't talk too much about it. What did you uh, get to do? You had a birthday. Oh my God. I did have a birthday. I was like looking at the what's going on with us question and I was like, I have nothing to say. You have so <laughs> much to say. You've done so much. I have done so much. Um, yeah, it was my birthday. Uh, what's today? Today is Wednesday. So it was my birthday on Monday. Today's the 4th of July, Carly. <laughs> Yep, my yeah, happy birthday, America, but happy birthday to me two days ago. And happy it was a lot of white fun. White America, Carly. Happy birthday to white America. No. Sorry. All of, it, all of us. All of us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went to Universal Studios and went on all the rides, and it was so much fun. Jurassic Park, of course, my favorite. Um, what else did I do? I went to see Jaws on 35 at the Egyptian and it was amazing. Sounds amazing. I got to see it on 35 once and it was amazing. It blew my, like, I don't know why. I love film so much. It's great. 
Um, it's just such a different feel and it was just so good and I loved it. That movie's so good. Um, <laughs> Wait, you like Jaws? I had no I idea. Jaws. It's so funny because like I've always really loved Jaws, but like I always watch it like at home, but it's like a totally different experience when you get to like see these old movies in theaters it because really like you really focus on all the things totally. that you might you probably just don't notice when you're like sitting at home watching it well, you maybe know you don't know this about me but the first time i saw jaws was in the theater and on 35 i love that about that you was the, oh, that was the very first time i saw it and it was not that long ago i want to say That's it was a- like mm, nine years ago ten years ago maybe that it, you did it right yes i did and it was a midnight movie and there were yes. people throwing uh beach balls around it was awesome it was really fun Oh, my God. And I told you about the Cinespia, the outdoor movie thing is doing like a witches event in August. It's like a sleepover. So they've got three movies back to back. They're doing the craft practical magic and the witches of Eastwick. And I'm like so fucking excited. I'm excited. I don't I've never been a practical magic person. Oh, it's like my favorite. I mean, not my like literal favorite, but I've got emotional attachments to that movie that are I could never get into it. It was not witchy enough for me. I wanted more like scary witch stuff. (laughs) Okay. I was like, but they're witches. I know, but they're not like, they're not like, it's just not the same kind of witchy thing, you know, as like the other two movies you're kind of talking about. Anyway. Yeah. uh, That's cool. I'm very excited about tickets immediately. That'll still be fun. Yeah. So maybe, you know, I'll stay for all three movies. That would be crazy. What day is that? Uh, it's probably on a Saturday in okay. August. Okay. I don't remember. You don't know. We'll one. figure it out. Okay. <laughs> I was just wondering if I was going to be here or not. But. Oh, if you are, you should totally come up for it. Yeah. I don't know if I will, but maybe. Well, I, you should. We're definitely so, coming anyway. up in October because I want to go to Universal Studios and do some Universal Studios shiz. Heck yeah. I'm ready. Trick or treat. Stranger by Things. Then, by then, I'm pretty sure I'll be ready to go to Harry Potter World because I would have already finished all the books. Yes. I am like halfway through the Half-Blood Prince. Ooh, you're you're getting it. I'm getting I'm getting there. I'm almost done, man. A book and a half left. I'm really excited for you. It took me forever to read the last book because I didn't want it to be over. Oh. Yeah, I'm really enjoying the Half-Blood Prince a lot. I really it's like really it. It's really good. It's really really good. I love how dark they get. Yeah, me too. Cuz you're like, "Oh my god, these are children's books." But then you're like, <laughs> But I'm reading these like as I'm growing up with these books. So right. it's like it feels weirdly appropriate. Yeah. I mean, I'm an adult, so I just read it like and I think I'm reading kids books and I feel weird about it. But I'm enjoying it so much. Anytime I mention it to like normal people, they're like, why are you reading Harry Potter? And you're like, why are we friends? I'm like the that real question, question is, why did it take me so long to read Harry Potter is the <laughs> real question. I like fought it for so long. If I was um, ever like, I'm reading Harry Potter and someone was like, why? I'd be like, why am I wasting my time? <laughs> why are we even talking? Like, why do we know yeah. each other? Um, did this, you, you have a new show you watch. I think you mentioned it on social media. The Confession Tapes? The Confession Tapes. What's that oh, yeah. all about? I've been super into um, like murder documentaries. <laughs> and so I'm sure the most confession of our listeners tapes, are. I know it's like anyway, but the confession tapes is like the, is the series that's on Netflix that's super interesting because it's like six different cases. I think there's six episodes, um, and there are all these like murders based on murders where people were basically like convinced to confess even though they didn't do it, 
And these people, for the most part, are like still in jail, have like exhausted appeals. And you can see based on like the tapes that like they spend like hours denying that they had anything to do with it. And then like the cops are basically like, just you want this to be over. Just say that you did it and you can go home and whatever. And like, it's really, really weird and scary. And it's taught me that if I'm ever like questioned by the police in any shape way or form to always ask for a lawyer because yeah, it's never like, talk to the police without a lawyer like, yeah anybody out there please never it's so scary like people who have alibis yeah. like are in prison for committing murders yeah. like it's crazy it's yeah. crazy it blew my mind to, and made me to feel get a confession and call it a day yeah, yeah, no, it's really scary. I, I did have a coworker that recommended that show to me. I haven't gotten to it because it sounds really depressing and I just can't deal right now. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I but, thought about not watching it. Um, but there was I was listening to an episode of uh, the podcast, My Favorite Murder. And they were talking about the last episode where like um, this husband um and his family were like in a car and they were like driving and they stopped by um, like the river to like watch the boats go by. And like something happened where like he got a cramp in his leg and like slammed on the gas pedal. And like then when he released it, the gas pedal was still stuck because it was like an old car mm. and like it shot off into the river and like him and his wife got out. But like all three of his kids died oh, no. and like. It was like one of those situations where like you can like see the like the police interrogation and whatever. Sure. But then that interrogation tape wasn't allowed in like the trial. It was so weird. And oh, so I was God. like, I have to watch this. So like, obviously, I started with like the last episode first. And then I was like, well, now I have to watch the rest of it. Right. So, yeah. Oh, that's depressing. Yeah. I've been watching Glow, <laughs> which is not depressing. <laughs> I've also been watching Queer Eye, so... <laughs> Have you watched Glow yet? I haven't watched Glow yet. Do you know what Glow is? Yes, I know what Glow is. So for those of you at home and don't know what Glow is, it's uh, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, and it's a TV show that takes place in the 80s, starring Mr. Mark Marin and a couple other people, and Alison Brie, uh, who a lot of pe people know from, you know, her being Alison Brie. Um, <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. I, I love Mark Marin, so... I've been meaning to watch it for a long time, and the second season came out. I'm like, now's a good time to start binging, probably. Uh, so my husband and I have been watching that. I definitely uh, thought about it the other day. I, I also saw it watched the. Oh, sorry, did I cut you off? Nope, you're good. Oh, uh, I can. Uh, I can't hear you that great. Sorry if we're talking over each other a little bit. Our audio phone phone conversation is a little choppy today. Um, but. Uh, yeah, it's really good. I like Mark Maron a lot. I like the show. It's feministic, but also has a lot of like, it makes fun of 80s a lot in terms of like the quote unquote progressiveness of the 80s that is pretty much non-existent. Um, there's a lot of like tongue in cheek and it's just funny and, and cool and I love it. Um, recommend that. I also watched Nailed It in like a day. Uh, the second oh, the season. New season. Yeah. <laughs> I love That's that amazing. show. <laughs> It's so stupid, but I like it. That's it. That's really all I've been watching. I haven't watched very many movies. Um, haven't had time to do all that. I guess I just watch it. an episode of Queer Eye every night, and I love it. I'm Steve and I watch it, it and but it makes me cry. But the Queer Eye guys are on a Nailed It episode, so you can yes. enjoy that. 
you should seriously watch it because I was like, this is not something that it sounds like I'd be into. But then my one of my coworkers was like, no, like it's so endearing, and it is. It's so endearing, the and like every show was very like, endearing. So yeah, I don't know. I never watched the original Queer Eye. No, it's the original show was very endearing, and I I watched it. I remember it was in like high school watching it or college watching it. Um, I just uh, I don't watch reality shows. I don't like it. I'd rather watch something like scripted and acted well, rather than stuff that's not scripted and acted well yeah i feel like i've been watching a lot of not scripted things obviously because i was watching that maybe that's why maybe i've been on that kick and i'm starting the staircase so i don't know i'm on a roll all right (laughs) we'll see how it goes okay well let's close out we're done right yeah okay um what are we doing next week so next week we are doing, not that, we are doing The Killing of a Sacred Deer, which is streaming on Amazon Prime. And then we're doing Jug Face, which is available with commercials on Vudu and Tubby TV. Yeah. And The Killing of a Sacred Deer is also on Tubby TV, I think. So cool. if you have no streaming services, you can watch all of these for free. Uh, with, with commercials, but still for free. Uh, if you haven't seen Jug Face, I recommend it. I haven't seen A Killing of a Sacred Deer, but I've heard great things. So let's go ahead and recommend that too. Go ahead and watch these movies for next week, I guess. Cool. Um, all right. Well, I guess that's it for this week. Uh, anything else to add, Carly? Are we good? That's all I got. All right. So until next week, I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. Bye. Oh. <laughs> It's terrible. Whatever. Do we want to try that again? Yeah. Okay. Are we going lower or higher? I don't know. Okay. I'll follow your lead. (laughs) Bye. Bye.